Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're back to more exclusive blues talk. 101 ESPN is live from the Centene Community Ice Center. Brought to you by Bud Light and E&B Granite. Bernie Federko's only choice for granite countertops, cabinets, and flooring. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kiley. We are live from the E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. And right now, we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by Randy Mueller, former NFL general manager for both the Saints and the Dolphins. He was the 2000 NFL Executive of the Year. Randy, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So, I wanted to have you on because we are now just a few days away from the NFL trade deadline, and the team that you used to work for uh, has a very interesting few days ahead of them with the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. From a general manager perspective, how difficult is it to navigate a situation like this where there is so much uncertainty surrounding Watson, and how does that play into the potential compensation that you give up for him coming up in the next few days? Well, I think you've said it. I, I don't know that there's been an extreme case like this. I surely, in my time in the NFL, can't remember the uncertainty regarding one player to this level. I just think it's probably caused the highest percentage of GMs to not even be in the mix for that reason, right? There's just so many things that are still up in the air. I think what it tells me is that if it's true, the Dolphins are still kicking this deal around, their level of desperation is just almost crazy. You know, I just don't see how I couldn't do it. I couldn't put together a package for a guy who I don't know when I'll get him, if I'll get him and in what condition I'll get him. So there's just so much at stake here. Um, If I'm the Texans, why am I trying to sell it at discount? So I would rather have him, be tradable in the offseason when there's more teams with cap space, more teams with a better plan at quarterback, when we can compare Deshaun Watson against draft picks or, or players coming out in next college draft. That won't happen until March. So I just think the timing of it is better for everybody to wait and sit on their hands. But, hey, I've been wrong before. I just see it as an act of desperation by the Dolphins that I couldn't be involved in as a GM, that's for sure. 
Yeah, Randy, I'm just, I've been confused by the desperation from the Dolphins because you're acting desperate and you're trying to get this guy that you don't even know if you're going to be able to have this season. And, I mean, you drafted a player that you've seen for, what, six, seven, eight weeks maybe as a number one quarterback. But on top of it, are you surprised that their desperation is still there after all of the other general managers for teams that were interested backed out? Well, I guess. I mean, there's, I invoke this theory in this case. There's got to be something I don't know, the knowing of which changes everything. <laughs> so I, I just don't – I can't connect the dots, right? Maybe the owner is pushing it. That's what we hear is Stephen Ross really wants to make a splash. I get it. But if I'm Chris Greer or Brian Flores, I'm struggling with the whole concept because, yes, I convinced everybody, I as in them, they convinced everybody that with the fifth pick in the draft a year ago, they picked Tua. And so now, like you said, we've only had six or eight games under our belt to judge him. I see a little bit of progress with him. I don't know that he's ever going to be a top 10 or 12 quarterback, but I see him progressing a little bit. And now we're already ready to flip the page. So they've kind of done that in Miami and building their roster the last year or two. They spend money on players that aren't there anymore. So they've had a tendency to, to flip-flop on players and team building. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Randy, all of the speculation is going to be on that Deshaun Watson trade over the next few days, but uh, there are other teams that could make some impactful moves for their stretch run this year. Who are the teams that you've got your eye on that could maybe go out there and add, maybe it is just a lower level acquisition, but somebody who could legitimately change their fortunes uh, moving forward? Well, I think you've got to look to match up teams, right? So you've got to look for teams that are haves, uh, dealing with teams that are have-nots for the most part. You know, the NFL had a trade deadline for, for years that came after week six, and there were very few deals made because you really don't know your team after week six. But it's been extended a couple years ago to now be a window that you can trade up until the Tuesday after the eighth week, which is what we see next Tuesday. So I think that the, one of the emphasis behind not making this move in the prior years for the NFL was they didn't want bad teams to sell off good teams like they do in baseball at the end of a season. But I actually think it's added a lot of suspense. It's added some things for the fans. That's added some speculation. And there has been teams that have gotten better because of this. But I think you're right. We're more apt to see some under-the-radar moves like the Saints getting Ingram the running back. You know, like uh, maybe the Jets getting a Joe Flacco-type player. Uh, the Seahawks, where I live in Seattle, the last three years have acquired Dwayne Brown, uh, Diggs the safety, uh, and Dunlap the defensive end the last three years within a week of the trade deadline. So those are the examples that you can tinker, you can get better. As far as the names, again, I would, I would hone in on teams who are kind of out of it, maybe like a Jacksonville, maybe like Houston. Those teams seem to be more ready to deal players. And then you've got teams that are kind of on the cusp uh, that, that need to add due to injury or whatever. It's, 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 uh, it takes two to tango, and I think it's hard to predict who's going to make the move for what. Randy, my buddy BK likes average play, mediocre play from football teams. Okay. His favorite team right now is the Kansas City Chiefs, who are below average. I keep telling him that it's done for him this year, Randy, but is there a move that the Kansas City Chiefs could make that could put them back into the conversation of contending for a Super Bowl? Fix this for me, Randy. It's not fun to watch Just right let now. them down easy, Randy. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I guess this could be viewed as a positive. I think the best move they can make is to look in the mirror. That's the best move I see. Amen. And it really, 
you know, the, the things that they have done, and I'll say this, after losing to Tennessee in the fashion they did last week, it sent me back to the film room. I just couldn't believe it. So I got a chance to look closely at the coach's tape after that game, and a lot of the moves were, are self-inflicted issues. And I know that's been said in the past that they've turned the ball over here and there, but I do think Tennessee kind of gave a blueprint. It's going to be interesting to see defenses and the way they match up now against the Chiefs going forward because really Tennessee – schemed and executed a plan in the secondary that made coverages cloudy. It made everything cloudy for KC play callers, for Pat Mahomes, for the receivers. It was a real mess on offense. They were completely uh, caught off guard. And what I mean by that is Tennessee used every coverage in the book. They used one high safety, two high safety, man-to-man, zone, combinations on either side of the field on the same play. And it really confused Kansas City, and, and I don't think they could – operate at full tilt because they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know the defenses they were facing. So they've got to really go back and study some things and the way they do things and, and to actually in, infiltrate a system that can be good against any coverage. And sometimes that takes time. But you're right. I mean, there, there's some things that are inherent with Pat Mahomes. He's got to trust his protection. I'm not sure Orlando Brown's a left tackle, but Pat Mahomes has got to stay in there. Uh, his offensive line need to know where he is. And he can see better from the pocket. When he runs out of the pocket like he does, the degree of difficulty of the plays and the executing of these throws goes way up. All and right. that makes it hard on him. So it's a long, 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 long laundry list. So I apologize for being long-winded, but it's a tough one. No, it's, it's a long laundry list because right now they have the highest turnover rate in the history of the sport. So it's, it's not going well in Kansas City. I just I tend to believe that that will revert at some point because they have Patrick Mahomes. But we're starting to get later in the season now where it's, it's becoming more and more difficult to believe this is just going to correct itself. There's got to be some, like you said, looking into the mirror. Randy, I, I am curious because the AFC, it, it feels to me from the outside looking in like it's as wide open as it has been in years. There's nobody that has fewer than two losses in the conference right now. The Bills, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Chargers have all basically done a round robin so far this year, and they've all beat up on one another Who's your favorite in that conference right now? Well, I'm, I'm going to take the chalk in Buffalo just because I think they are doing it on both sides of the ball. And I like the durability and long-lasting of Josh Allen. So I think they do stand a little bit above the crowd. But I'll tell you what, I would be a little nervous about the Raiders right now because the Raiders are starting to get it together. They're playing a lot freer. Um, I think Derek Carr's 31 of 34 last week has kind of gone under the radar. That's impressive. That is really hard to do at the NFL level. So I think they're in the mix. You know, I think the Chargers have shown signs, but their defense hasn't been willing to come along with them for the ride. Um, if I was going to pick a team, it would probably, you know, Cincinnati is in the mix now. We'll see if they can sustain. But if I had to hang my hat on one, it would be Buffalo for this for that reason. Randy, is there a team that you feel like can make a move by the trade deadline and turn themselves into a team that can compete for a Super Bowl? Well, I think the Saints almost have to, I'll be honest with you. The way they played against the Seahawks on Monday night, they just have no big playability and no way to spread the ball around without Michael Thomas. Now, maybe if they get him back, that may be moving up. But I think they've got to go find a receiver. They've got to find another weapon that Sean Payton can use to spread the field where Jameis can actually be Jameis. Right now, he's playing with one arm behind his back, and I don't think that's going to get them to the playoffs. So I think if the Saints could find a receiver, and it sounds like there may be a couple available, that would be a good pick uh, 
you know, no matter what they have to give up, really, because they need quality weapons on offense. And, and uh, they've shown a willingness to do that in the past, so we'll see. I've got two quick questions left for you. We're talking to Randy Mueller, former NFL general manager for both the Saints and the Dolphins. He was the NFL executive of the year back in the year 2000. If I told you, Randy, you're back in the general manager chair, but now uh, you get to do something that's never been done. Other than Patrick Mahomes, every other quarterback in the league is available to you, and you get to build your team around them. Which quarterback are you taking? You Patrick Mahomes off the table, but every other quarterback's out there. Who are you taking? You know, I'm probably picking Josh Allen, and I tipped my hand earlier. I just think he's really without uh, a bunch of negatives right now. But but I'll give you a sleeper that you may think I'm front runner, which I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I think Dak Prescott is going to be in the hunt for a long-range time of MVPs. I just think Dak has raised his level to Tier 1 status, to, to steal the term from the athletics Mike Sando. I just think he's... If you gave GMs a choice, he'd be in their top two or three right now, the way he's playing. And, again, we're talking about for the longer term, so I'm eliminating all these 35-year-old-plus guys. One of those older guys uh, that you referenced there, though, is Aaron Rodgers. And last night, without any of his top targets, they went into Arizona and beat the undefeated Arizona Cardinals 24-21 in what ended up being a really compelling football game. Randy, I feel like I have underrated the Packers all year long. I was hesitant to buy in, and I'm not sure why that was. Are they a legit Super Bowl contender in your mind at this point? Oh, I think they are. I think without a doubt, as long as their defense can hold up its end of the bargain and they played pretty good last night. I think the most impressive thing, and I know Aaron gets all the accolades, but for my money, the way they controlled the ball with the running game, I thought was unbelievable. And the fact that they had to do that, and that surely helped their defense. I don't care what anybody says. It's not sexy. It's not the way to you know, uh, draw TV viewers, but they ran the ball down Arizona's throat. Now, some of that was was Arizona not having J.J. Watt, not having Corey Peters. Those are two really good run defenders. They weren't in the game for Arizona. So it was a a nice matchup for them that I think timing really helped them when everybody thought it would hurt them because they were without the receivers. But I thought their offensive line took a step forward. This is a good team, and and I think it's going to be hard-pressed to not see them back in in the NFC Championship game. He's Randy Mueller, former NFL general manager. You can follow him on Twitter. You should do so at Randy Mueller underscore M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Randy, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us today ahead of the NFL trade deadline. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Sounds good, guys. I enjoyed it. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.